0: You're listening to the Peacock and
1: Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to Peacock and Williamson at BD Peacock on Twitter at Williamson NFL. It is our. 2020 season predictions episode Matt you and I are gonna go through pick our MVPs our rookies of the year our comeback players of the year division winners Super Bowl champion uh, this is gonna be a fun episode we get to project how we think this 2020 season is gonna go
1: yeah we got a lot of stuff to get to so let's just dig right in
0: yeah let's jump into it because some news first and I, I guess we get the bad news out of the way this one really bummed me out Vaughn Miller looks like he's done for the year The MRI is confirming that it is tendon damage there, and it looks like Broncos pass rusher Von Miller will be done for the year before it even gets started in Denver. And some people had Denver as that sweetheart team, that sleeper team. Uh, For Vic Fangio's defense, that's going to be exceedingly more difficult without Von Miller.
1: Without question. I mean, we saw the defense without Chubb last year, and and the reports on him are he's on a pitch count right now as he he recovers from an ACL That should be the strength of the defense and an elite pair of edge rushers. And Miller, even last year, if you remember, I did my edge ranks. I had him like 9, 10, which seems a little disrespectful, but there's so many good ones up and coming. And maybe we'll get to that with like the defensive MVP conversation. But I thought he had somewhat of a down year, even though, you know, all the defense, all the offenses were keying on him. But that's not new for him. I wonder, I hate to say it, but is this kind of the beginning of the end? You know what I mean? I
0: knew that's where you're going to go, and I was going to go the same place because you have to, um, as unfortunate as it is. And look, Miller, according to PFF, Miller ranks first in total pressures generated 640 since entering the league in 2011. So it'll be, I mean, it's year 10 now and uh, a really big injury, lower body injury. He is a speed rusher. You know, he's stronger than you would think for his size, and he can do a lot, and he's a technician as well. But it's all about speed. It's all about that ability to turn the corner. If he doesn't have that, then he's not going to be that same Von Miller. So it might be the beginning of the end for Von Miller, and and, and that just absurdly good pass rusher we've seen for so many years.
1: Yeah, and of course that would be unfortunate. And to your point, he is such a twitchy, explosive flexible athlete that if his lower body's starting to fail him uh he will be diminished in a big way
0: and if chubb isn't 100 you go from having what you thought was gonna be two stud edge rushers to a half of a stud edge rusher which is very right. difficult they have a guy malik reed that i liked a lot out of nevada An undersized i mean if you think von miller's small he's 6'1 240 pounds or something like that Um, out of Nevada Uh, he brings some juice off the edge some energy I don't think you replace Vaughn Miller with anybody but he's going to be a rotational guy to look out for if you need a couple sacks in that Broncos defense and they might have to go shopping as well
1: good tidbit I like that
0: some money continually I mean this is crazy because we had talked about how it it looks good for the league that they're spending money and yeah, what salary cap? It's supposed to drop $25 million? Yeah, that's okay. We'll just give DeAndre Hopkins $27 million per year? I mean, it's not a five-year <laughs> contract, but it's a two-year extension worth $54.5 million. I didn't see DeAndre Hopkins getting that much. Way over the top. Now the highest paid non-quarterback ever in the league.
1: Right. And I, I didn't expect that kind of money. We kind of talked about the you know the situation yesterday. Go back and check that out. But it's a massive massive payday and i guess they have it and something we don't talk about enough is correlating some of these big contracts to expire slash get, get be able to get away from when kyler murray's do his money you know what i mean you time him up so mm-hmm. that you you pay them now and while you're not having to pay your your stud quarterback
0: that makes sense, yeah, and that's the way the teams, it looks like they're doing it. They're going to spend a lot of money elsewhere around a young, cheaper quarterback before they hit their uh, their free agent deals, and I mean, speaking of big money, at least this one I kind of got right, and Jalen Ramsey, Rams corner, and look, we saw it with Larry Tunsil, we've seen it with now DeAndre Hopkins, and Jalen Ramsey, when you trade for a player... You are going to get raked over the coals because the player has so much leverage in you doing a deal because you have to do a deal with that guy. If I'm a GM and I'm making a blockbuster move like that for a player, I want the deal done with the trade, like a sign and trade type of a deal. I don't want to wait for another year where they're like, hey, you spent two first rounders on me. You have to give me everything I ask for. And it looks like Ramsey's getting that one hundred and five million dollar extension over five years, twenty one million dollars. Per year with 71 guaranteed at signing, which is a huge guarantee. 70% of his contract guaranteed at signing.
1: Yeah. And uh, that's a good point. Like once you make the deal and he's a lame duck contract guy, when he comes to your building, you're in trouble. You know I mean? Your reputation is going to get hurt one way or another. You're giving him too much money or you gave up a lot of assets to watch this guy walk and just get a third round comp pick the next year. So you're right. I mean, it's obviously harder with a guy like Ramsey that was traded during the season. But if you're going to trade for Jamal Adams, you better have a contract waiting as he walks in the door that he's about to sign mm-hmm. type of deal. Uh, good point. I don't know that Ramsey's playing the best of any corner in the league, but to me, he's the most valuable and the one that I want and would invest the most in.
0: Another minor contract here that we should talk about is the Browns and running back Kareem Hunt. It this yeah shocked me. Yeah, what, uh, they're going to keep him for three more years, so he's got one more year in his contract. So two-year extension, $13.25 million extension. So I thought from Kareem Hunt's side, he would want to try to get paid elsewhere and be the number one back because he's got Chubb to contend with. I mean, they have varying skill sets there. And by the way, I think it was Scott Barrett. I saw a statistic last year, Fantasy Points her game for the season between Chubb and Hunt. Chubb led the team in running back uh, PPR points in fantasy leagues for the first half of the season. The second half of the season, Hunt had as many or more points than Chubb in all but two games in the second half.
1: Yeah, I, I, this one took me by storm. I figured, hey, you'd, you'd you know, use this guy up. He'll want to hit the market, try to get a big deal somewhere as a starter. And I don't think this at all implies they're not happy with Chubb or Hunt's the better player, but Hunt was really, really good with the Chiefs, and it was more than just scheme. Like, he's a really, really good football player. And I was shocked. I mean, what I guess it tells me is they're super dedicated to their scheme and running the ball, and if Chubb were to go down, they don't want to miss a beat. But I'm also kind of reading the tea leaves thinking – Are they going to play Hunt and Chubb together uh, uh, more than we even think? I mean, Madison and Cook played together a fair amount on the field together last year, and that's not even close to the same dynamic that Hunt brings. Is he going to be their slot receiver? Is he going to be out there in third downs? I mean, uh, this contract implies he's going to be on the field a lot.
0: Absolutely, yeah. He's going to be a big part of the team, and he's going to be around for a while, it looks like. A little bit of a surprising win there, but uh, definitely worth bringing up, even though it wasn't a – $100 million contract like Jalen Ramsey got. All right. You ready to make some picks here? Yeah, we got to hustle. All right. Predictions for the 2020 season coming up on Peacock and Williamson.
1: This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. An NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops.
0: Let's get this going, Matt. MVP, who is your most valuable player in 2020?
1: I'm going to handle these a little differently. Like Mahomes and Lamar just stand so far above everybody else. That that those are easy ones and I got no problem with that. I also think there's a tier of Russell Wilson, Watson, who I I have a little hunch Watson's gonna put on a show tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh Dak could lead the best offense in the league. But I'm gonna take a long shot one that I don't exactly expect to hit. But just because those other ones seem a little too easy for me, I'm going with Carson Wentz, and then my other super dark horse guy is Matthew Stafford. So if we were sitting there at the at the casino and I'm looking at all the odds, I'm going to put a buck on those two, hoping to hit big.
0: That makes total sense when you're playing the odds because yeah. Patrick Mahomes should be should have the best odds. He just should. He's the best player in the NFL right now. He's too good. Absolutely. Good team. I mean, if I'm betting on and I don't, and it's not an odd situation, who's going to win it? It's Patrick Mahomes. But uh, let's have a little bit right. more fun with I mean, these picks, pick too, right? Right. And uh, Matthew Stafford at fifty to one. I love that. And and I know you're very big on the lions right now. And I think, uh, I don't remember who it was. Somebody recently picked the lions to win the division that I was surprised about. Somebody who's been around for a while. Uh, Carson mm. Wentz, 20 to one, you know, those are good bets. Uh, I'm going to go a different direction. I'm gonna go Russell Wilson to finally get nice, his, nice. and his odds are seven to the one. It's not like a huge dark horse. He's a third on the list after Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. If you're looking at MVP odds, but it Russell Wilson is due. And I think this could be the year in DK Metcalf's second season lock it. Um, I think they're going to unleash him a little bit more. And if the Seahawks are good and I think they're going to be better than they were even last year, I'm going to go Russell Wilson. He's due and it's his turn.
1: That's a very good one. And I'm going to kind of bite my tongue, but I think you can imply what's going to go on here when we get into division <laughs> predictions. Right. I like your Wilson pick um, hint, hint about the West. Mm. Um, but I think, and we're going to get into the defensive MVP here in a minute. I think Aaron Donald, Mahomes, and Wilson are the best players in the league, and I'm a, and it's a distant number four.
0: Absolutely, I'm with you on that. I yeah. am fully with you on that, and I agree about Week One Thursday night, Watson. I will preview oh, that yeah. game a little bit more tomorrow, but uh, yeah, I think that could be a shootout. It could be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. The season's actually here, and it's going to happen <laughs> starting in KC Thursday night. Let's get to defensive players of the year. You mentioned Aaron Donald there. I mean, far and away. Highest odds there, the best defensive player in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and again, that's the low hanging fruit. Uh, much like JJ Watt recently, he owns that award, he deserves to own that award. Uh, best defense player in the league by a very wide margin. Teased it earlier, though. There's some great edge players in this league right now, and Von Miller is no longer in that equation. Um, I would go there in terms of anyone but Donald. Rarely does it go to a corner. It did last year, but I don't see that happening. I'm not sure that there's a safety, especially with Derwin James out. I was kind of leaning towards him. Or a linebacker that just stands alone, is just super productive Keekly-Wagner levels. So I'm going to stay a little bit of the home cooking here and take TJ Watt. Um, I have not been to practice because I'm not on that top tier, but all reports are he is way better than ever, which is frightening.
0: I am with you with the pass rusher. I, I went with an edge guy, and I think there might be a little bit of a comeback, even though Khalil Mack was still good, but not his crazy 20-sack level great last year. Uh, it was between Khalil Mack and this guy. I'm picking Miles Garrett to take that next Coward's step. He's a too. super freak, uh, maybe a little bit angry, a little chip on his shoulder about how the season in. He's almost been too nice of a guy coming into the league. Maybe he's got something to be really pissed off about and go attack opposing quarterbacks and create havoc out there. So uh, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett as my defensive player of the year.
1: I almost did too. I mean, he averaged a sack a game before getting suspended. I le- i gave it to the, the edge, the edge to Watt because I think the Steelers will win more games.
0: I can see that. I can totally see that. Um, offensive player of the year, non-quarterback edition, basically because we have to have an extra category here because you know the quarterbacks are going to win the MVP. You know they are. So let, let's let's talk about some non-quarterbacks here.
1: I don't have a glaring one. Like, I think you can just, this is almost like the fantasy football award. Like it McCaffrey's the first pick, but I think really going to win enough games for him to get this. I yeah. mean, sometimes that's the way that goes is Michael Thomas going to catch a million balls again. I think his target share will go down a little, but I'm going to keep it in new Orleans with Kamara. Uh, I think Kamara is ready to explode and is going to get locked up here to a contract soon. Um, a lot of good stuff on the horizon for him. Really good team. Uh, that's that's my pick.
0: Running back wide receiver is probably where this is going to go, but I'm going to usurp both positions. And you made a homer pick. I'm going to make a homer pick here and go George Kittle because yeah. he's so good. He's such a complete player. I think uh, in the public opinion category, you know, popularity will help him have an opportunity to win an award like this where tight ends in the past, it was very difficult. And he's going to be the number one receiver for the 49ers out of the gate and if he can put up numbers like he did the last two years and who knows maybe even be targeted even more I'm gonna throw the dark course out there at 151 is uh 150 to one is George Kittle
1: yeah and that's a good one and I thought about it I've often said I think he's the best offensive player that doesn't play quarterback in the whole league um you know maybe some wide receiver woes early in the season means more touchdowns and targets for Kittle right out of the bat. I got no problem with it. I just didn't go that way because he's a tight end and they never win it.
0: Let's see. Let's go to offensive rookies of the year, right? Uh, this, is a big, uh, this is a big rookie season. We talked about it a little bit. Is it going to be funky for rookies? Are we going to see some surprise rookies out there because nobody had any preseason games? Or is it going to be more the opposite where the guys who got drafted the highest get the most opportunity?
1: See, I, I would be anxious to put a, a buck down on Jonathan Taylor or Dobbins at long shot odds. I'm just worried that the first month won't be theirs. And in the end that this won't accumulate enough stats. So it's really Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Burrow. And I think Burrow's going to have a really good year. I know he's the favorite, but I think a year from now we're going to be like, well, we know Cincinnati's got their quarterback. This guy's a, a legit dude. that's going to terrorize the AFC North for years. And I think that starts this year. My super dark horse, although I didn't like the blurb I read today, is Cam Akers. Uh, I guess Sean McVay said we're going to use three backs.
0: Well, yeah, I, I saw like that too, that. and I did not like it. And watching right. Hard Knocks, I saw him put the ball on the ground a couple times. I know it's all edited together in a certain way, but uh, that 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 one clip I saw that and I was like, oh, why would you have to fumble on Hard Knocks? Right. That you know, it, it, right. it's totally stupid. But I was right. like, oh, gosh dang it. Who you got? Um, if Joe Burrow just is okay. He's probably going to win it being the number one overall pick. Um, I love Jonathan Taylor as a choice here. And that's why he's targeted in a lot of my fantasy football leagues because he's running behind the best offensive line in the NFL probably, but I'm going to yep. move off quarterbacks and I'm going to move off and to for Tua. He's not starting the season as the starter. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him. Uh, same with Herbert. Um, I'm going Jerry Judy, I think. For and now thing. with the, with the Vaughn Miller injury, they might have to throw even more. In Denver and I think he's by all reports and you know by my own scouting eye my amateur eye he's the most ready player to play as a route runner he can jump in next to Cortland Sutton get a lot of one-on-ones Drew Locke's got an arm uh, and can sling in the ball and he's gonna be a starter from day one so um, I like Jerry Judy's ability to jump in and play early and play well so he's my somewhat dark horse offensive rookie of the year choice.
1: I love it, and I think it's also noteworthy that the division rival Raiders are going to be starting two receivers. Yes, you know the rookie receivers. So there are an awful lot of good receivers to pick from this year. Too. C-
0: CD Lamb's is just a little bit too blocked because I love yes. him too. But in you know in Dallas, he's going to be the number three probably to start the year. Even if by the end of the year, maybe you're thinking he's more like a number one type, which is entirely possible. What about the defensive side of the ball for rookies, Matt?
1: I hate to be boring, but it's Chase Young and then a Cavern. Uh, I mean. Just this class, I mean, guys like Derek Brown and Akuda, they're not the type of players that get Rookie of the Year. <laughs> you know, I mean, the positions, yep. the way it fell, just is not favorable for this. I'm sure Isaiah Simmons um, is on the tip of people's tongues, as is Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen. But a lot of these really talented linebackers that have entered the league, you know, the two Devons, Roquan Smith, their recognition that first year, takes a little while you know you get so fooled by the shanahan offenses and play action and motion that linebackers are a, a little bit more of an acclamation position than i think people realize so i think it's chase young by a million and it would be crazy to me if he doesn't win it but i do have a dark horse and buck fans are going to like antoine winfield jr
0: Oh, I like it. And I think that's a yeah. team that's going to get a lot of headlines in Tampa and uh, maybe even return some kicks as well. You take a kick to the house and you're starting on defense for a team that is in the playoffs. That bodes well for getting a lot of votes for an award like that. Yeah. Who you got? That's a really good dark horse. I My dark horse was also a safety but uh, and a similar vibe, a guy who could maybe even return some kicks for you. In New England, Kyle Duggar, the safety. Mm. And a couple other safeties have been hurt. Rookie safeties, which is unfortunate, so there's less competition there. So Kyle Duggar is my dark horse. He's not my choice. I mean, obviously, I think you nailed it with – it, if if Chase Young is good, the award's going to go to him. But um, I'll make my pick a linebacker Patrick Queen. Okay, uh, I like his – I like how instinctive he is. Um, and I didn't want to go with the guy who's the obvious choice at the top. You know, players like Okuda and some of the defensive backs might be a little bit more difficult. I don't know if Isaiah Simmons is going to put up the stats, even though he's right. a fantastic athlete. So I'm going to go linebacker Patrick Queen.
1: I got no problem. With it. I mean, a high-profile team, good defense, should win a lot of games. That always helps.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Let's let's see. We've got to pick our divisions. We've got to pick our AFC, NFC champs coming up, coach of the year. And actually, let's finish up this segment with comeback player of the year. Then we'll go to the team award stuff. Comeback player of the year, Matt. Anybody that is on your radar as someone who could have a big year that wasn't around last year?
1: Let me preface this by saying I hate this award because it's either like you were totally out of the league because you got suspended or injured or something like that. Or you kind of stunk last year, but we think you're going to come back from stinkiness. You know, (laughs) like sometimes people get that award (laughs) and 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 maybe it's like an Odell in that regard. But again, I'm going to take the low hanger here. I mean, I think it's big Ben.
0: Yeah. I mean, a team that's ready to go to the playoffs with a good quarterback with that defense didn't play last year. Just the obvious, like, okay, well here's a, and here's exhibit B. This is the difference Ben makes. Uh, I think is clear, and I think he's definitely one of the front runners to win that award for sure. I'm going to give mine to a guy who basically has already won it in my mind with what he's already come back from, and that's Alex Smith, and I don't know if he'll even play and have the opportunity to actually win this award, but I'm going Alex Smith, and he's already I've already stamped that one for me.
1: Yeah, and I can see why you would, and I get that, and it's a sentimental pick, and we're all rooting for him. Part of me is rooting that he never that sees the doesn't. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, uh, you know like amazing. I, so it's like, awesome
0: that he's done what he's done, but let's not go to a place where right. a bad thing could happen.
1: Help groom Haskins into a wonderful quarterback and hold a clipboard and retire. You know, that'd be great.
0: All right, who will win the divisions in 2020 and Super Bowl 55 coming up on Peacock and Williamson? Let's start on your side of the country, Matt. Let's go east to west, start in the AFC Who is your champion of the AFC East?
1: I hate to say it, but I'm not so sure that nine wins won't win this division when it's all said and done. And I think if anyone gets to 10, they're in. So I'm not as high on Buffalo as most, but I'm still going to take the Bills because I think they're a great coaching staff, a strong defense. I just think New England is short on talent.
0: New England is very short on talent. I've liked what I've heard about Cam Newton, though, and yeah. they've got Bill Belichick still, so I'm going dark horse here, and I'm. At, it's weird to call the New England Patriots a dark horse, but I'm sticking with the Patriots, and they're going to shock the world and still win, by a nose, the AFC East. I do like the direction Miami's going. I just can't fully get on board quite yet. Yeah. Maybe next year yeah. for the Miami Dolphins there. and it, The Bills could be a really good team and run away from this division, absolutely, but I wanted to change it up, and... I'm gonna pick those new those pesky New England Patriots.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with that too. And by and the way,
0: a deep dark horse MVP candidate for Cam Newton as well.
1: That I was just about to say the exact same words. We're <laughs> starting to think alike. Like that's not a bad bet at a million to one or whatever it is. I mean, that's not bad at all.
0: The AFC North: Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers.
1: I'm gonna take the Ravens. Uh, I think they're a great football team. I think the Steelers are a little closer to them than many might think, but I I feel very confident the Ravens win the division.
0: Yeah, picking the Ravens here as well. How about the AFC South? This is a fun one. I think this one's really as much as any division up in the air with the top three teams, obviously Jacksonville Jaguars. Not many people are going to pick them to win the AFC South, but the Texans, the Colts, and the Titans, that's going to be a fun one.
1: Leaning towards Tennessee, uh, I, I'm torn between them and the Colts, and I think people kind of forget about the Texans, but they go to the postseason every year, and Watson's awesome. But I'm going to lean towards Tennessee, but I'm torn on that one.
0: I'm going Colts. I like what the Colts are doing. I like the direction they're going. I think they've got, if not, an, I mean, I don't think they're going to have an MVP candidate at quarterback, but they've got competence at quarterback. They've got competence everywhere. They're a pretty good team, and they've got the best offensive line in the NFL. I like what the Colts are doing. I like the improvements they made on defense. So uh, I'm going with Indy to overtake Tennessee, and I think it's going to be that order. Colts, Titans, Texans, Jaguars in the South.
1: I can see that. Colts have the easiest schedule in the league, too, which doesn't
0: Mm, hurt. I didn't even factor that in. I like that. Okay, that makes me feel better about that pick. How about the AFC (laughs) West featuring reigning Super Bowl it's, champs, Kansas City Chiefs.
1: We can skip right okay. by it. I mean, it's, <laughs> the Chiefs are too strong, yeah. and I don't like the Vaughn Miller news. Yeah, and, you know, the Derwin like James news. Right.
0: And, yeah, starting two rookie wide receivers in Las Vegas. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yes. How about your three wild cards?
0: <sighs> three wild cards. Pittsburgh. Do mine first? Oh, yeah, sure. You, you do yours.
1: I'm feeling very strong about the Steelers. I feel very strong about Titans or Colts. And then I'm looking at the AFC thinking, I wish it was still six. Cause I'm not sure that there's seven playoff teams in the AFC. <laughs> I'm going to go with Houston because I trust Deshaun Watson to no end.
0: I've got Steelers bills and Titans as my non-division winners, yeah. my three wild cards there in the AFC. And it makes it easy. Cause those are the ones that I thought I had the best chance to win their divisions that I didn't want to pick against. So, um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, just just Kansas City in the West, which is tough because I liked the direction some of these teams are going. And I thought maybe there was some dark horses earlier in the offseason. We'd be picking this, but no, not going to happen for me this year in the AFC West. How about the NFC East, Matt? Two really disappointing teams in the Cowboys and the Eagles last year that have to bounce back in a big way, right?
1: Yeah. And there's been some bad vibes around Philly with, with receiver injuries, two major offensive line injuries uh, a month or so ago, I thought they were neck and neck, but I'm all in on Dallas. And I think their offense will be great. I think the coaching change will really pay off for some of the finer details. I like Dallas in the East.
0: Also Cowboys in the East for most of the reasons you mentioned uh, giants and, and Washington. I just don't see any chance they're going to compete. And I just really like Dallas's roster. We'll see with the new coaching staff how that looks. Maybe, it takes, maybe it's a slow start at the beginning of the season versus Philly that could hurt Dallas. But I got to go Cowboys in the East. How about the NFC North? Are you going to go all the way with your prediction of the Detroit Lions? Yeah. I know they've been the darling for you in that division this whole offseason.
1: Yes, in terms of putting money on with the line. No, in terms of predicting the winner of the division. So I can't go quite that far. But again, I think nine and certainly ten wins could win this division. I'm leaning towards the Vikes, and getting a win in week one actually matters a lot over Green Bay for this. If they could pull that off. And a lot of it's because they add in the dockway.
0: I like what Ngakwe brings to the Minnesota Vikings, but uh, I've just got to stick with the Packers. I think they're good in all the right places. They've got a good quarterback, a good pass rush. They've put a lot of resources into their secondary. they got a pretty good offensive line as well. Um, and year two with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, I think, is is really key. So um, I'm going to go with the Packers winning the North once again. NFC South Matt, this is uh this is a fun division 2 now with with Tom and Drew Breeze going at it starting out in week 1 too.
1: Yeah, again, that that week 1 matchup could have massive playoff ramifications already. I think the Saints are the most complete team in the league. I picked Kamara to have a big year. I'm not super worried about Breeze declining. I like the Saints. I'm not going to pick the Falcons to go to the playoffs. But it wouldn't shock me if they get a bounce or two and end up as a 10-16. and 16. Just want to throw that out there.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm going Saints, too. Uh, I picked them last year to win it all. Uh, I'd love their roster. The swan song for Drew Brees. I think they're even better this year now. So, yeah, I'm going with New Orleans Saints wire-to-wire to, wire to win that division. It probably starts in Week 1. It's probably good for the Saints to take on Tampa in Week 1. I think that helps the Saints and, and get a jump start there in the South. In FC West, this is another toughie here. Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks, and Rams. How do you see this one, Matt?
1: Yeah, and this isn't a knock on the Niners. It's not a plexiglass principle. They're going to bounce back in the wrong way. I just think Seattle's a little better than they were a year ago. I want to bet on Wilson in this division. I think Seattle's back seven is pretty darn strong now, although I hate their pass rush. And I trust Pete Carroll, which again, none of that's a knock on Shanahan or Jimmy or any of those guys. More hunch than anything. I'm going with Seattle.
0: I'm sticking with the 49ers going back to back in the West. And I think it's me sort of hedging. So I've got I've got Russell Wilson as my MVP winner Mm -hmm. and i've got the niners winning the division so uh, one of those two is going to happen i think this year uh and with the nfc west it's so difficult to pick but i just like the 49ers top to bottom uh, and i don't see them going away even though it's going to be a dogfight in that division for sure what do you see with these wild card teams in the nfc
1: two i feel strongest about after my picks are the niners obviously i think tampa is going to be quite good and think they can win i think they can win the super bowl I was torn then between the Eagles and the Rams, and I went with Philly. I think Philly's D is quite good. I think they have a more complete roster. You know, I mentioned Wentz as an MVP type guy. So I think they get in as a seventh seed.
0: I've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely making it as a wild card team, Seattle Seahawks, and this was tough. Do I do a third NFC West team? Uh, I'm not picking another NFC North team other than the Packers. So it was between Philadelphia and Los Angeles Rams. And the team I'm going to pick, the Arizona Cardinals, three West teams getting in and not the Rams. So that's that's how I predicted it earlier this offseason in the West, going Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, then Rams. And so I'm going to go with the Cardinals as that dark horse seven seed in the NFC. Okay, so who wins the AFC,
1: NFC, and is your Super Bowl champ, Matt? I have Ravens over Saints for the for the all the marbles. Woo. Lamar hoisting the Lombardi.
0: I have Tampa nice. getting the last laugh and beating the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs and the 49ers running the gauntlet and Tom Brady just like etching his face into the side of the mountain. Uh, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. It was going to be Saints all along this offseason too, but I just like what's going on in Tampa. Too much there. Um who do they beat? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs and thwart their back-to-back attempt.
1: Wow. But how much fun would a Brady Mahomes Super Bowl be?
0: I mean, that would be amazing, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's all gonna be amazing. Brady's
1: not the worst, worst long shot MVP candidate either. No,
0: he's not. I think it was fifteen to one. I don't have it pulled up anymore. Hmm. That's not bad. Okay. No, it's not bad. That's great, actually. Good stuff. <laughs> that was a great that was
1: Yeah, that was yeah, terrible. Totally right.
0: <laughs> That was a lot of fun. Oh, we didn't do coach of the year. I mean, for me it's Bill Belichick winning the division again with That's what uh, I was gonna pick too. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. I, I feel right. like if he gets that team to eight and eight, yeah. he should own the award, but people probably won't give it to
0: they him. They should rename it after him if he if he has a winning record this year.
1: <laughs> right. Cliff Kingsbury's <laughs> a guy I'd put a buck on too. Okay. Sounds no, like you would too.
0: I like that. Yeah, I like that as well. Uh, Sean Payton, any of the coaches for the good teams. Mm-hmm. It's that's uh, a hard one to predict. Yeah, it's it's very hard. And usually, it's really splitting hairs too with a lot of those votes for those for that type of award.
1: Or if like the Bengals get the seven wins, they could win it, you know? Yeah, teams like that.
0: It, and it really, coaches that should win it don't really always win it either, like because someone sure. can do an amazing coaching job to get a team just just to five hundred, but they're not going to win the award because there's teams that win thirteen games.
1: Right, like Harbaugh could go thirteen and three and get the only buy in the AFC, and they'll be like, "Yeah, but you lost the game." You, you lost one more than you did last year. Yeah, you're no good.
0: <laughs> Do you think there's going to be as many 13-win teams as there was last year? That was sort of strange, right?
1: It's a good question. I don't know if this offseason makes me lean towards yes because the good teams will remain good and just keep rolling along, whereas some of the other teams might struggle more than they would have with the full. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm gonna, I think the good ones still have a noticeable advantage because there wasn't as much off-season.
0: All right, we will be previewing Thursday night football tomorrow. Thursday is coming. We'll be talking with Chris Raybon of the Action Network, making the six-pack of picks for the weekend. Back Friday again, Matt and I will be making all of our picks, including our six-pack. We'll be going to -to head-to-head all season, keeping track of whose picks are correct with Chris from the Action Network. All that coming up this week... And of course, breaking down the action from Thursday Night Football right here, Peacock and Williamson.